1: save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an ac pro recharge kit today be a pro with ac pro odyssey sports presents big time baseball with former major leaguer tony Gwynn jr and odyssey insider cody
2: decker and we are at it again with another episode Big time baseball. Welcome in. I'm Tony Gwynn Jr. alongside my co-host Cody Decker. I want to wish everybody a happy Fourth of July weekend. Hope everybody had a good time. And uh, it, you know, why as well just roll into this, Cody. Um, there's a lot of good holidays that come over during baseball season. Fourth of July was always one of one of my favorites. You get the different hats, whatever play on it they have that year. Uh, and depending on what uniform I was wearing, they ended up matching pretty well sometimes. So uh, what, what were some of your favorite uh, holidays to go through during during baseball season?
1: During baseball season, I'd say unequivocally, it was always Fourth of July. It was the day to look forward to. You have no matter what. Because keep in mind, you got, you got to spend it mostly in the big leagues. I spent mine mostly in AAA. And, you know, you play in a lot of AAA spots. You know, you're not going to play in front of packed houses. You play, right. uh, you know, a lot of times you're playing in front of nobody. I played in Tucson for two years. And a packed house for us was <laughs> 600 people, man. It was brutal. As much as I love the stadium, Aquino Stadium, I could hear the lights better than I can hear the fans there. Um, but in 4th of July, no matter what stadium you're playing in, if you're playing in AA San Antonio, if you're playing in high A Dayton, if you're playing anywhere, you're going to be packed on 4th of July, period. And fans right. are into it, whether they follow your team or not. So I always look forward to 4th of July more than just about any other day. But uh, we always had like matching jerseys, ridiculous jerseys. <laughs> uh, right. you know, It's the Miners, man. They, they got to embrace it. and They'd auction them off after games. Uh, I think my favorite memory um, was facing and was actually in 2014 against the Albuquerque Isotopes. I was facing an ex-teammate of mine. I believe he might have been an ex-teammate of yours, left-handed relief pitcher Colt Hines.
2: Oh, he yeah. Pitching, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was pitching for the
1: Dodgers. Them. Yeah, Cole was pitching for the Dodgers. I was still playing for the Padres. We we're both in AAA, and I hit a ball 511 feet off of him, and I send it to him every July Fourth. Uh, July <laughs> that is
2: that is uh, that's an all time video to, to hold over somebody's head. For sure. <laughs>
1: hey man, how you doing? Hey, hey, Remember this? Hey, hey, hey.
2: <laughs> you by the way you 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 took me to some took me back to some times on Fourth of July, having to wear some of these crazy ass uniforms that triple a you know has to embrace because that's how they uh those are moneymaker days for for a lot of the triple a teams but you know fourth of july also brings in all-star talk and 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 we have our all-star starters uh not a lot of surprises at least from my side um but there are some some clear snubs i i think in terms of uh who didn't get on and and for me i'll start where i'm at i think um Manny Machado is a guy that definitely should have got on that uh roster um I also think Joe Musgrove built himself a a a fantastic case uh to be an all-star and you know how with starters he very well may still get on there just depending on where guys starts fall as we get closer to the all-star game but those are two clear snubs to me off the bat Cody who you got
1: um, I'm going to completely agree with you on Manny Machado. And here's here's why. A couple of reasons. One, I do think Manny Machado is going to end up making the all-star game anyways. And here's why also. Trey Turner is a little banged up right now. He was the last man named. I do think he's having a better year than Trey Turner. So seeing Trey Turner's name on this list and not Manny Machado was a little surprising to me. However, the Padres got some serious recognition here. You know, they got they did. They did. Uh, Jake Cronenworth on here. They got, uh, you know, Tatis is going to be starting uh, we already, we haven't even mentioned the Lanson made the team, uh, you know, ex Padres, Craig Kimbrell made the team very uh, yeah. deserved Josh Hader also on the team. Um, I, I think Max Muncy, I mean, not Max Muncy, I think Manny Machado was an obvious, uh, snub for me, but a bigger snub, even more than that is just a little more North Walker Bueller, not making yeah, the team yeah. really surprised me.
2: Yeah, no, he's, he's having a terrific season and uh, in a lot of ways, he's been the anchor for that start and rotation um uh during this season and uh he, it was a surprise not to see his name on the list uh, w- one guy who, whose name was on the list uh was Shohei Ohtani his name just wasn't on the list once it was on there twice because <laughs> uh he goes in as the first all-starter ever go in as a hitter and a pitcher and listen I said this at the beginning of the year Cody if he does anything offensively where he's in the league leaders as he is right now, um, and he doesn't even have to pitch every fifth day. He could just he could just kind of make half of the starts most starters are going to make, and still, if he put up decent numbers, he, he there's nobody who can compare in an MVP race. He certainly is one of the biggest stars going into this uh, All Star game All Star weekend.
1: I agree, and I don't think he – you say every you know, every other start. I don't think he needs to pitch one more inning this season
0: that's to a good secure point. this.
1: Like, that's that's good how point. good he's been offensively. I mean, he hit his 31st home run yesterday. You know, I, when was the last time we started talking about players hitting 30 home runs before the break? This is 1998 stuff we're talking here, man. I mean, when guys hit 30 before the – like the barometer is hitting 10 home runs during the break. You hit right. 10 home runs during the break. You're on pace for over 20. You're gonna have a hell of a year. You hit 15, you're on pace for a monster year. Otani's got 31. <laughs> I know, right? It's it's it's
2: it's insane. It's insane. And and listen, I think we all thought when this when he first signed that, I mean, this is what everybody was talking about. This is what they had put on their wish list in terms of best case scenario. And, and it may has taken a few years to get to this point i think for otani to really his body to adjust to to the big league uh level but it seems like he's adjusted and as long as he stays healthy there's the the, the mvp he's he's going to snatch the mvp from a guy on his team that usually is one or two every single season right so uh it's it's just been a, it's been a, it's been amazing to watch otani uh, do what he does this year. It, it, it's it's crazy. Where, so where, do you, remember, where, where do you where do you think he is among uh uh the best players in the league at this point?
1: Right now I I have to put him at a firm I, as much as I want to say one, I can't because Jacob DeGrom still exists. <laughs> right, right. Like it's just And Mike Trout happens to be hurt. I I mean, the thing is, we were talking about Otani and the MVP race as early as April. That's how good he started this year. But he was right. You know, he's playing alongside Mike Trout, who was also starting his year in an absurdly on like he was, Mike he was Trout balling. was starting yeah. this year. Yeah, this year's Mike Trout was a different Mike Trout. And I can't believe I'm saying a different Mike Trout as in a better Mike Trout because he was that good at the beginning of the season. He even started saying things like, Oh yeah, I finally figured something out with my swing. I was just,
2: I was oh. just getting ready to say I was just yeah. getting ready to say. Do you remember in spring where he was like, Yeah, I think I think I think I've unlocked something in, in my swing that I've been trying to work on over the last couple. And I'm like, Really, bro? You 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 like hit consistently 330, 340. Every year with damage, like major damage.
1: Four MVP awards, and now (laughs) you figured it out? Wow, okay. This is going to be interesting, and it was. He started off that year just monstrous. So I was thinking, oh, he's going to be the clear-cut MVP. I know everybody's excited about Otani. I, I wish we didn't get an injured Mike Trout because who knows yeah. what we'd be seeing right now. But what Otani is doing is just off the charts, both on the mound and at the plate. And it's it's like every time – he's, he's must-watch TV right now. Every time he's at the plate, you have to stop what you're doing to watch.
2: The crazy part is, is his team is just not very good. And, yeah. you know, so now you you start to get the question of is he performing like this uh, because there's literally no pressure on their team because they're not very good. I, I would venture to say baseball is too hard to just turn it off and on like that. And regardless of whether his team is playing well, um, he's still putting up ridiculous numbers. That being said, uh, we do know that pressure can can change things a little bit. He's playing in a pretty safe environment right now.
1: He is, but at the end of the day, it's still the big leagues. It's Major right. League Baseball. He's not. He's not sitting there playing cream puff baseball. He's playing against the A's in Houston. <laughs> right. I right. mean, he's not. He's not down there playing at the Pecos League. I, he's and also remember a couple years ago when he signed with the Angels. People in New York were trying to goad him, like, "Oh, you're not tough enough to play here." That keep that in mind when he went over to Yankee Stadium last week and hit like 17 home runs in two days.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's what I'd say. Ultimately, regardless of, of whether uh, whether his team is good or not, nobody has still ever done. There's been a lot of terrible teams, a lot of teams, quite frankly, that are a lot worse than the Angels. It doesn't mean you just go out and everybody has these, this type of year, you know, and not to yeah, mention the- he's, he's one of a kind anyway.
1: Yeah, and he and it's not like the Angels are a last place bottom feeder team, but they're not right. the Pittsburgh Pirates right now. They're 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 hovering around 500 and still going out there and competing and beating teams. They're just not in a playoff run, especially in that division when you got Oakland and Houston doing what they're doing. And you know the Angels are a team that's looking, I think, finally to reload this next offseason. They got a lot of free agent contracts coming up. You know, you get some guys and some arms over there to supplement uh, Trout and. Uh, and Rendon and Otani. I mean, just saying those three names in the same lineup, that's a team that should be in the playoffs, plain and simple. I really hope they get some arms because that's a team that is ready to go.
2: The that's the that's the crazy part to me is they've always been closer than at least in my opinion than their record, you know, says. It just it just seems to me that they have they just haven't had the enough pitching to really allow their offense to separate themselves in games, right? They, they usually, they have put up runs really over the last few years. They just can't keep teams from scoring and they've added offense. They've, they, you know, they got a great lineup still, even uh, minus Pujols now, right? But mm-hmm. they just don't seem to uh, put it together from a large, from a, from a pitching standpoint. And you're right. They got some money coming off the books now, so they'll be able to, uh, To challenge, can can we talk about the Milwaukee Brewers kind of running away and how the Cubs have completely gone the opposite way? This is not necessarily that the Brewers are playing well, I've thought that all along, but that the Cubs at this point have struggled so mighty. They've lost nine straight.
1: I think you're being polite. This has been an implosion. And I think Jed Hoyer is happier right now than <laughs> no, no doubt. Him oh, and the ownership. Oh, <laughs> he's just sitting like, oh, thank God they finally went down. Basically, I feel like the Cubs this season have been the entire front office from the movie Major League. They needed this team to lose. And they just kept winning and just ruining their trade deadline plans. And let's not pretend that the Cubs don't have some serious pieces to move. Yo, yeah. Craig yeah. Kimbrell right now is probably going to bring in the biggest hole. All-star Craig Kimbrell, closer. Everybody needs back-end bullpen arms. There's three teams right out the gate that I can think of going after him, and that's the Padres, Dodgers, I was, and Giants.
2: I was just thinking, and, and, and again... I, I said this I said this last week I believe the the buyers market is going to be way heavier than the sellers market.
1: Oh the, yeah, the, it's it's supply is now nowhere near the demand.
2: The, right, and, and the best thing that could have happened to this buyer market is the Cubs losing nine straight because they yeah. have, as you said, the most pieces. Real quick, in two thousand and ten, when Jen Hoyer took over as the GM for the San Diego Padres. I feel like he went through the same exact thing. Yeah. <laughs> same yes. exact thing where we were supposed to be terrible. We ended up being in the race the entire season, so much to the point that we got to move a guy. We get Ludwig. Uh, we trade Corey Kluber. <laughs> so- yep, I,
1: will, I remember that day so vividly. It was 2010. Was this the year we were within one game and we lost to the Giants?
2: We lost. We had to sweep them in the last series, and we took two or three. We lost the last game of the season.
1: I remember that so vividly. I was in high A at the time just thinking, man, the Padres are really going to do it. But I remember when the Ludwig trade came along, we were all sitting around going like, someone's going to get traded. We all thought that. (laughs) We all thought we were going up a level a month ago. And instead, we're all staying completely put. Maybe one of us gets traded. I remember when the Ludwig trade happened and everyone looked like, we traded Kluber. It's like, oh, that's going to hurt. (laughs) <laughs> see, that's, that's, that's see, at,
2: the, at the big league level no one had seen Corey at this point so you know it was just a a, a guy who was at the very i think he was an a ball at the time if i'm not mistaken. i think he was in
1: double a in san antonio
0: okay and he okay. was
1: but he was already really he was already well on his way i remember when it happened i was like oh man what a name to move for ludwig i mean ludwig's a good player but right, that's right. that guy's gonna be really really good and like two years later he's just a perennial Cy Young.
2: <laughs> and so I I've just I made that point to say, I feel Jed's pain in some way, right? Because you come in, you have a plan, you want to be able to kind of get from underneath some of these contracts and then boom, your team is pretty good. And now you're kind of having a way, do you add? Because you, you, you can't subtract at the point they were at when they were in first place, right? You You, you could only add at that point. I mean, ten days were, ago
1: we were talking about the Cubs being in first place. Be- Actually, they were ahead at ten days ago. That's how yeah, bad this yeah. kid was. You know, the the Brewers have been dominant, dominant. Yeah. We, but we've, like you said already, we've been talking about the Brewers being a playoff team since the beginning of this season. Uh, they're they're not surprising us. The Cubs were surprising us, and I think we all kind of. We didn't get on the bandwagon. I think everyone knew what the Cubs were, but we were just so excited that they were proving us all wrong. And I was, yeah, just,
2: yeah, yeah. I was right. just
1: enjoying the story, and I didn't want it to end. I knew it would, and a part of me is glad it ended when it did so they can move these players and kind of restock for the upcoming years. That is year. such
2: a good point, man, because I know you and I both were kind of like, they moved you. They clearly aren't trying at this point. They're looking to they're looking to move heads at the deadline. And then when when they started playing well, it made so much sense, right? Because the roster is still really talented. So it made sense that they were winning, even though they moved Darvish. And at the time, I think you said, man, they, they could use one starting pitcher. You know, they should go out and get that Darvish. <laughs> they just, they just
1: <laughs> you Darvish. Know, You're so funny, but it's not even just Darvish. Look at look at that team right now. That team that was in first place nine days ago. If this team did nothing, and I mean legitimately nothing in the offseason, they would still have Victor Carantini. They would still have Kyle Schwarber and you Darvish on that right. team right now. Right. Tell me that team doesn't have ten more wins.
2: They definitely have ten more wins. I can tell you they'd have at least they'd have at least six through Darvish himself, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, it's 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 uh, it I guess this is what the plan was all along. This was what the hope was, I would think, for the front office at this point. Uh, and now they're starting to be put in a in a much better situation. Uh, let's roll out to the NL West because uh, this race is 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 steady but it's very very competitive and interesting and the Dodgers have made their started to make their run. They're 9 and 1 in their last 10. Giants looked like they were starting to falter and then they've kind of won the last couple games. They finished they're 6 and 4 in their last 10 uh, along with the Padres. This is uh this race as much as people want to keep pushing off the Giants, man. This team I don't think is going anywhere. They may not lead the division from start to finish, uh, but they're not they're not going anywhere.
1: There are not a lot of teams in baseball with over 50 wins right now. Nope. But there are three of them in the <laughs> in National Nashville League win. West.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: this is unheard. Like, these three teams are the three best teams in baseball right now. The Giants, uh, a half game up on the Dodgers right now with 53-30. and 30, Dodgers, 53-31. and 31, Padres are 50-36. and 36. Oh, by the way, the Padres just swept the Dodgers a week and a half ago. Yeah. Uh, it's... This is this is must forget everything else. We don't even need to watch the rest of baseball. I feel like the rest of baseball, we have a pretty good idea who's going to win each division. I mean, look, look out in the West. You know, the smart money would be that the Braves would most likely come back. But I still hold out hope that the the Mets make a move at the trade deadline. Perhaps a Chris Bryant could help them. That's a name that immediately comes to mind for him. But, you know, the Mets, the NL East is the only other division that I feel like is not set. Where the Brewers, they're ahead by seven games right now.
2: Right, right.
1: Um, You know, the the Red Sox, they're up by five games on the Rays. We know the Rays are going to come back a little bit, but they got a pretty handed lead. White Sox, they're up by six games. Even even the Astros, even though they've got the A's in their division, who is quite good, they're up by four games. Where the NL West is just neck to neck with three teams that are going to win 100 games. It's absurd.
2: Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been it's been pretty fun to be a part of. All right, last one before we get out here on this short show today. Uh, you, you brought them up a little bit, but uh, the American League East, uh, the Yankees, just continue to look bad. They're now ten games out. Boston, uh, they're the only team with fifty. They got fifty three wins. Um, Tampa's kind of slowed down a little bit. Toronto's eight and a half. I mean, how do you see this division shaking out? I mean, we haven't even really started even talking about the wild card yet. But if if let's just say the playoffs were to end the day, uh, you'd have both the Padres, Dodgers, Giants, Milwaukee, and the Mets in the in the in the playoffs in the National League. In the American League, you'd have Boston, White uh, Chicago, White Sox, Houston, Astros, and then you have Tampa and Oakland as your um, your wild card. Th- going back to the National League East, though, that division is not looking anything like we thought at the beginning of the season.
1: Mm-hmm. It's not. It's it's a one. There's a, one. We expected that division to be. Quite frankly, better than it right. actually is. Right. Um, you know, injury bug hit everybody as much as anybody else, but the Braves, I know they're starting to play better baseball again and they're going to start coming up. They're only a couple of games behind the Mets right now. The Mets have been winning, but the Mets have not been hitting. Like they, they did a great job yesterday in New York, but lately their arms have absolutely carried him. We talked about all-star snubs. Tywan Walker is a guy you can absolutely say was snubbed by the all-star team this year because he's yeah. been fantastic. Yeah, I can even say Marcus Stroman's been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. all-star nod. I, I think that team's arms have completely saved them, but they need to start swinging the bat because the Nats have been coming back into it again. Remember, we were talking about the Nats being sellers, even with Mike Rizzo as their GM, that ain't happening anymore. It looks like the Nats and the and the Cubs have completely switched places when it came to how they were looking at this upcoming um, All-Star break. Uh, the, the Cubs are nowhere near it. The Nats are starting to win ball games. Max Scherzer another name that could have been easily thrown in the mix for, for the All-Star game. Uh, I'm, 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 I don't know. I, I'm excited for the East, but I'm a little disappointed in the play. The, the, seeing the majority of that division in you know, sub-500, it, it's just not what you should be seeing out of the East.
2: Yeah, no, the the NL East is um we, we thought that this division, as you said, was gonna be very good. It, it just seems like all they're doing is is beating up on one another and playing inconsistent baseball. I mean, they you got what, four teams below five hundred in that division. That's that is there's no way anybody thought that was going to be the case uh in terms of that division. But you're right, I think the Mets can make a move. Chris Bryant does seem like a good fit there. Uh, it does. would be nice it'd be nice if they just left him alone at third base and just let him play third base every day i know the whole moving positions is is cool but you know he hasn't even had a chance to really be great at any of those positions because he's constantly moving you know from left to right to third so often um i would just love to see him have a full season at third base and not really move around but certainly the Mets could use a guy like that I love his
1: versatility, but are you a little surprised to see how much they're using his versatility? You normally don't, don't see superstars being this versatile. You normally see a guy like me bouncing around. The field, you know? oh yeah, Get in left field, go to first base, go to third base. Great. Go back to right field. You don't normally see you know stars doing that. You, you got the Chris Taylors of the world that are bouncing around all over the place, not the Chris Bryants. I, I, yeah,
2: I, I think that's part of the I, part of me believes and I don't know this to be fact. Part of me believes that's what has made him so irritated, it seems like, in Chicago, aside from them playing with his service time, right? I think he's he hasn't had a chance to just play one position. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Of course, the deadline will follow soon thereafter this All-Star game. That's going to do it for this episode of Big Time Baseball. We appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, Cody and I will be back next week to talk a little bit about the second half and what maybe we expect uh, at the trade deadline. Should be a fun, fun couple of weeks uh you can follow me at tony Quinn jr he's at decker six until next time we'll
0: see you okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road any road the steeper the better